1: Welcome to the peak to the pit. I'm Allie Peak, alongside TJ Pittinger, and we are here to recap our rivalry weekend, which I think I enjoyed more than you did.
0: I don't know. I I enjoyed that tailgate pretty hard. So I was just hoping that we could recap um, the tailgate and Thanksgiving, and just move on to the next uh, <laughs> the next couple of topics or or whatever else we'll talk about. But um, but yeah, no, I had a good. I had a good Thanksgiving. I had a great time at the tailgate. Uh, I had I had a decent time at the game. I um, think I think I knew it was going to happen, so it's not like I was too shocked right. or anything.
1: Well, when you've tapered your expectations, that kind of helps.
0: Yeah, and then I thought, I mean, I don't think the game was ever competitive. Maybe outside of the first two drives, but uh, the game was never competitive. But we didn't lose by as much as I thought we could have. And so no, I, I wasn't, uh, that could have gotten out much. of
1: hand and it, and it didn't.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, we just couldn't stop anybody. When we couldn't stop you guys on defense, right? Like just jumping right into yeah, it, but there was no seven of
1: their eight first possessions.
0: Yeah. There was no answer. Like we'd even get like into third and long and stuff. And there'd just be a wide receiver wide open. Um, so I mean, we weren't even close. Um, second half, you know, UF just, you know, wasn't as sharp. It's hard to stay invested when you know the game's over, you know, these guys make business decisions and I'm not saying anybody like, well, and I think they also, you you know, know, it's it's put in some backups and stuff, which, and you know, understandably. Yeah. I mean. You want to get guys experience. You want to get guys out there playing in a rivalry game, right? Like, it's one thing to get that experience and, you know, get some guys in against Pandy or Tennessee or somebody you're blowing out um, that you blow out every year. But to get them in against Florida State, I mean, that's what these guys have dreamed of. So I think Mullen values that more than he values winning by another 15 or 20 points, right?
1: I agree. And I think that's that's –
0: which you should know, mean when more, you work right? your job
1: like, all season long, do you do you really care if your team wins by seven points more, or you've gotten to give guys experience and and a story for the rest of their life that they got in the game against Florida State when you're already up by as many points as you're up by? Like it's one thing if it's twenty one fourteen, you're not giving those guys a great memory as opposed to putting more points on the board. But when you're up by. As much as you were, like I don't know, it's I think spreading their love around there is is kind of what it's all about.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was. I, I mean, I think Malone played it played it the right way. Um, but yeah, game wasn't super competitive. Um, when we had to run two trick plays on the first drive, I was pretty aware of what was going to happen. <laughs> right, um, right. I mean, they worked great, you know. But I looked at I looked at my buddy. But you that can't I was run next it the whole
1: sixty and, minutes.
0: Yeah, I said, all right. Well, we looked good with the scripted plays. Let's see how how things shake out after that. And, and not how so often well. does a
1: hook and ladder only go for nine yards?
0: Um, I would say <laughs> the answer is not often. Yeah, not often. Because I mean, a hook and ladder either typically, right? Like a hook and ladder either scores, goes for a big gain. Or, or end up in a turnover, right? Like, they, like it, it's correct. just not run effectively. But hey, if we got to nickel and dime people with hooking ladders, and the only thing that would have been better would have been like a flea flicker screen pass,
1: you know, <laughs> so we could get
0: like seven yards on a flea flicker. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty obvious what we needed just to get into the game. You know, I I did think i i still don't think we would have been competitive i don't think it really would have changed anything i i do think that um you know i think you guys took the lead 14 to seven and we missed like a long bomb right um i think if it's 14 14 there we may stick around and be yeah it was enough like that i think felt it was like- way
1: overthrown, which your wide receiver had burned our DB, so it was yeah. great that it was overthrown, because you're right, it would have been a touchdown had it been an accurate pass.
0: So, again, I don't think that changes the outcome at all. Maybe no, we'll It just might the spread, have changed I, the I timeline
1: it, for getting to the outcome. Yeah,
0: I think it may, I think when that was missed, we knew that Florida was going to go down and score again, we'd go down two scores, and the game would be over. And that's exactly what happened, you know? And So maybe right. if they complete that, maybe we play a little bit better, and keep it close for a half. I certainly I mean obviously it's not 30 to 7 at the half because we have another touchdown, but I mean at that at that rate we're probably down a score or two at the half. It feels like hey, maybe things can get weird, but I think you knew once we didn't have uh, or once that was incomplete, I mean the game was over. So, um but yeah, I mean it went it went down about like we thought it would, right? Like I think I had Florida getting to about 40 points, the number that I kept saying was I would be shocked if Florida State scored more than 17, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what we did. So
1: 41-13 is what I predicted on our show last week.
0: So I don't, I don't remember the exact number that I had. I don't know don't know. I don't even know if you
1: said an exact number. I'm trying to remember. I
0: don't know. I think you, you might
1: think. have just said a ballpark. I'm not sure. I'd have to listen back. But, um, you know, and I think, honestly, there was a point in time where I was like, man, I'm going to have lowballed this. Well, after the first um, because, half,
0: after it was, yeah,
1: um, I definitely, and, and, you know, and there was, you know, some Florida could have run a couple different plays and had different outcomes, but again, we're trying to get everybody reps and, and send the seniors out, you know, in an impactful way and stuff like that. So I'm, I mean, I'm totally happy with that. And I, I want to say 81 31 is what Florida has outscored Florida state the last two years. um, and I think given what Florida has witnessed a you know, few years prior to that, all Gator fans are pretty happy with that outcome. They got to 10 wins again. Now they have the opportunity to get to 11. And we talk, I swear, every show about how it's easier to get from four wins to 10 than from 10 to 11. So if Mullen, with a harder schedule than last year, ends up with 11 wins this year, I mean, that's, that's a huge turnaround. And especially when you contrast it with some of the other coaches that were hired two years ago. Um, I think that's a win.
0: I mean, he's absolutely the best hire that that happened two years ago. um I, mean, I don't think that's close I don't, I don't think anybody no, I don't would, think so either would argue that um yeah, and I mean, he's got them in position we we talked about this I mean. You know, they should start out the year five or six and oh, and it all comes down to uh, unfortunately what happens on Halloween night. You know, w- what happens yeah. against Georgia like that is the crux of, of mm-hmm. Florida's season again next year, and it, and it really has been yeah. the last two years. Um, and they haven't found and a I way th- to get it done, but if they finally no, get it and- done this time, I you know, they probably go to the playoff. Well, they probably this go to the SEC the, championship game.
1: This is the next hump. It, Georgia's the next hump. It is totally okay, even though I don't like it, that Florida has lost to Georgia the last two years. There is a massive talent gap that still exists and is, is hopefully getting smaller, but still exists between Florida and Georgia. And Kirby Smart has the advantage of having been there longer and gotten his, you know, his recruits and a system up and running a little bit. Next year is when. That's that is the key to what's in front of Florida to what has not been achieved yet by Dan Mullen is the outcome of that game. I think anything less at this point than 10 wins next year is a complete and total failure because of these past two years, which is which, you know, the bar is just really high now Um, and the schedule is easier next year, but you it's. Florida doesn't get to the SEC championship game and they don't get to the playoffs, barring other teams giving some help if they can't get past Georgia. And so year three is where that needs to happen. Now, Florida loses a lot of guys. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens there, especially from a wide receiver perspective, which, you know, Florida Florida's offense has has been what's carried their team this year, which is crazy. Um, I saw a stat yesterday that was given from the last ten years, how many games Florida has passed for two hundred and fifty yards or more. And two thousand and nine is the second highest. And I wanna say it was like eight games or something like that. And and keep in mind Tebow's the quarterback in two thousand and nine. Um and then but they passed for, in 11 games this year, they passed for 250 yards or more, which every other year in between, like the most is like five games. There's a season where there's no, literally no games did they pass for 250 yards. Um, And then it's, you know, two or three games sprinkled in literally the rest of the decade. Um, So that's a pretty crazy stat. And I know that there are people at home going, yeah, well, they don't have a running game, so there wasn't an option, which is true. But Florida didn't have a running game a lot of those other years and didn't accomplish the same feat. Um, and Kyle Trask is back. So you're right. Next year's the year. Doesn't happen, then it's a problem.
0: Yeah. The SEC East has uh, – It's. I mean, Florida is just in such a great position in the SEC East, right? Like Georgia's really tough, but it's essentially um, what – The ACC um, Atlantic was, I'm sorry, the Coastal. It's what Florida State and Clemson were. Like, I'll try and spit out what I'm trying to say here. But it's what Florida State and Clemson were years ago, where you knew the winner of that game was going to the SEC championship. Right. Um, Right. Tennessee showed improvement through the second half of the year. Um, Kentucky was down. Missouri was down. Vanderbilt's terrible. South Carolina had... You know, an upset of Georgia that had everything to do with Georgia being terrible that game, right? Like playing down. So, you know, the SEC East is set up really, really well for Florida to be successful most years. You know, they're they're getting to recruit against two six and six in state rivals. Florida State's down, so that's not a difficult game. And
1: arguably um, the. <laughs> hottest recruiting bed in the country
0: yeah for sure i mean florida's biggest challenge in recruiting is all the other elite teams right right georgia alabama Alabama, clemson ohio state yeah it's it's not it's not florida state in miami right now and so you know we've talked about that josh has talked about this a lot in the big three roll-up it is it will be very telling what florida does With this downtime in the state, right? Like Miami will, well, I don't know if Miami will ever be back, but Miami will eventually trend back the right way. Florida State will eventually trend back the right way. And I don't think that's this year coming up, but what is Florida and Mullen able to do with the other in-state programs being really down? Right, Um, because that won't always be the case. Yeah, they were able to take advantage of it in the mid to late two thousands, winning a couple of titles, Florida state was able to take advantage of it when Florida and Miami were down in the 2013 era, 14, um, can Florida take advantage of it? And it's really gotta be beating Georgia this year. Cause if they lose three in a row to them, that gap just continues to get wider. Um, but I, I don't know if we need to do a an 11 month early preview of, of that game, <laughs> but, uh, I mean that's gonna be a good one. That's I, I'm again annoyed that it's on Halloween next year, but uh that'll be that'll you be one me that's both. A lot of fun. Um,
1: parents everywhere are super pissed.
0: Especially parents of young kids. Like right. if Mikey I was like nine or busy. ten.
1: Right. You know, if they were going to go out trick-or-treating on their own anyway and basically essentially hide from their parents for three hours, that would be a different story. I'm not sending out my six-year-olds by themselves, obviously, so I'm also not going to be the absentee parent that sends them with a relative to trick-or-treat.
0: Right, right. Um, but that's all I've got on the game. I mean, we, we kind of took talking on the game all the way to – I think everything's going to point back to Florida, Georgia next year. But uh, that's all I really have on the game. What about uh, – who who's FSU hiring as a coach? Like who are your sources telling you?
1: Um, well, I don't have any FSU sources. I will say I, <laughs> you are my FSU source, and you've been wrong. So That's <laughs> I'm not going to quote you. Um, I'll tell you who I think F- FSU hires if they're smart, which means it won't happen. But. And I've told you this before. If FSU is smart, they're going after less Miles hard. All right? Here's the thing. FSU fans, you got to be honest with yourselves. You're not getting Bob Stoops. And I don't believe you are ever getting Bob Stoops. You're not getting James Franklin. Not only is he currently the head coach at a top 10 program, so he'd be leaving a top 10 to go to someone that isn't ranked currently, Penn State has more money than Florida State does. They have a ridiculous amount of alumni support. And James Franklin is from Pennsylvania. If he wasn't from Pennsylvania, I think that maybe there there could be uh, some room for negotiation there. Uh, Florida is a is a recruiting hotbed. It's going to be easier to get great guys to come play at Florida State. I think it's easier to make the playoffs going through the ACC. I I can see where you could put some positives in FSU's column comparing it to Penn State, but I think the fact that he is from Pennsylvania just nixes him from the conversation, um, uh, taking into account all of the other things that Penn State brings to the table. Um, I Who did I see? There was somebody, somebody posted a list and there were six coaches on it. And I think they said something to the effect of, here are the only realistic options. Everybody else is unrealistic or not good enough for us. And Bob Stoops was on it. James Franklin was on it. I'm trying to remember who the third was, but somebody that was equally unattainable. But this person literally posted this like, these were viable options. They're not all that being said, the coach that Florida state should be going after is Les miles at Kansas. Les miles is the only head coach that at least comes to mind for me that has won a national championship at a power five program that is currently coaching a power five program that they would be willing to leave. Kansas is not a program that Les miles wants to stay at for the rest of his life. He doesn't have ties to the state. It's not, he doesn't, as far as I know anyway, have previous ties to the program. It's the first big power five that gave him a job opportunity after he left LSU. Okay. So, and he's done well at Kansas. Kansas is incredibly hard to win at. It's incredibly hard to recruit there. It's not known as a, you know, as a hotbed for college football in the state. It, and he is performing well there. I think he would do awesome in the ACC. He knows how to recruit the Southeast. He knows how to win in the SEC, so if he knows how to win there, then he for sure can figure out how to win in the ACC. Uh, I don't know if maybe it's not a sexy name to Florida State fans, but if they're smart, that's who they go after.
0: I would be thrilled with Les Miles. I think he'd be great. I'd be, I mean, Robin from Peter to pay Paul here, but uh, – I'd be fine with Hugh Freeze. Can we get Hugh Freeze out of Lynchburg and bring him to Tallahassee? Um, I know, think Les Les Miles, Miles would be is great. better than Hugh Freeze, though. I, I agree with that. I mean, I don't you know I don't disagree there at all. I think I think less Miles, Hugh Freeze, Matt Campbell at Iowa State. I don't oh, know Brian the,
1: Kelly was the other name, which he's not leaving Notre Dame.
0: Um, I, see, I thought Brian Kelly only really happened if. You know they could have made like urban happen right like that was right. that was the way that you know brian kelly could be possible um but yeah matt campbell would would be an option as well still without iowa state i don't I think really matt know do so. i don't i don't know what's going on there you know and, and there's a lot going on right now and we're recording this at 10 30 on monday a little bit late but um you know, it does look like they're prepping the field for some kind of an announcement. You know, they are. But don't they have a big got...
1: recruiting weekend this weekend, too? I mean, don't you have your field oh. prep so that you can have your recruits come out and take pictures I don't, in, I mean, in I the don't, jerseys?
0: I don't think so. No, I don't think we have a. Florida big, does.
1: So that's why yeah, I
0: like. We don't have a Florida coach, does, uh, so we don't have any recruiting weekends visit planned. I mean,
1: you no. have, You also have, don't
0: do that. On, I also don't think you do that on Monday. Like, I, If you're going to paint yeah. the field and want it to look fresh. I mean, you don't. paint. The I planet.
1: mean, I don't keep you track
0: don't, on the. The, the grounds crew. So yeah, I, I mean, don't know they, what day
1: of the week that happens.
0: Yeah. I don't, I think just, you, I think if you want it to be fresh and you don't want the sun to bake, I, I am not a paint expert. If we have any chemists that listen, um, maybe they can correct me I mean, on this, I paint
1: but, cornhole boards, but I don't really know yeah. a
0: whole lot about painting grass. Um, I, I don't think you do it on Monday. For
1: I a, just for don't then. think if I'm FSU and I have a coach, I'm not even waiting till the afternoon to announce it because honestly, with early signing day approaching every hour really matters because you need to get that coach in place announced and, and on the recruiting trail. Um, so I, I don't know. I I just feel like if they knew,
0: he'd already know. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think anything's finalized. I'll say that. I think that they may be my gut, right, and what I've kind of been told is and, and I, I will say this. I think that the search firm has kept things as locked tight as could be. Like everybody Which is knew. It's either good everything. on the
1: search firm or really just doesn't bode well for the coaching search in general, right. and we'll
0: know as soon as the name's announced. And and the one thing I'll say is we knew everything about Tagger, right? Like Newberg right. was breaking stuff. Everybody knew it was gonna be Tagger and you see how that turned out. So right. I really can't say anything bad about the fact that we don't know anything right, right. now. Um, my gut on why they would prep the field is just that they feel like they're getting close to something. And I don't know who that is. That that might be Odell. That might be Bill Belichick. I don't know. It might be anybody well, in between the for two. for sure not that. But um. I don't know who it is. There's no like sources or insight or anything toward that but I think the administration feels like they're close on something and that's why they're doing it. Um, I could be Which, completely wrong there, but that's just kind of the consensus. That's the common feeling on, on what they feel like, or what, like, you know, when I talk to new, what's going to happen?
1: Well, and that they may very well be true. I'll tell you though, there's not a single chance in hell that they have no recruits scheduled for this weekend, even if they don't have a coach with, with at least if they recruit in any way uh, compared to how everybody else recruits because there's not time to waste. You'd have Odell. You'd have someone that you are pretty confident is going to be there regardless of who the head coach is, which Odell probably will. I mean, I think that he is part of the lifeblood of that program. Even if you freaking drag Bobby Bowden out of his recliner, you're doing something to entertain someone that may say yes to you because signing day is early signing period is so close
0: Um, possibly i mean and i'm not i mean we've disagreed on a lot so i don't mind doing it here too but i mean in talking with newberg and talking with these guys that cover recruiting there's just not an advantage to that when you have another recruiting weekend right like so if it doesn't happen this weekend you can get them next weekend that's still before signing day um but so can you get them you, the
1: next weekend though, is the problem. If you're in the it, hunt for some of these guys that have authors offers from other schools, they may have committed that weekend. Possibly. I just,
0: yeah. I mean, but it, but what? I, I feel and, like it puts this, you in I a box. Yeah, I don't think there's yeah, I mean, well, we've put ourselves in that. I mean, well yeah, clearly, you're, but you're, you're putting absolutely in right smaller. There. But what's more what's a bigger advantage? Is it a bigger advantage to have um, You know, X number of players come in, and us not be sure who the coach is, or is it better to just put all your eggs in one basket on that last weekend and know who the coach is? Florida State
1: needs bodies. If this was Alabama and Saban was retiring and they hadn't announced a fill yet, I could understand not having any recruits this weekend. You have eighty-seven five stars on your roster, and you can handle missing a recruiting weekend. I don't know that Florida State can handle that.
0: I see. I that's where I I don't agree with that. And the reason why is because I don't think it matters who we're not going to recruit the caliber or level of kids that are going to be impact players like that. If we just wanted bodies to fill a class, we could sign a whole bunch of low level three stars that last weekend and be fine. Isn't that basically
1: what you guys have (laughs) done?
0: Yeah. So I don't think, you know. I think that the coaching hire is more important than the early signing day, and yeah. I think sacrificing I mean, the twenty twenty class sacrificing the twenty twenty class is m- in making a good hire is more important than rushing a hire because of an early signing day or anything like that. So I don't I don't have a problem I, I don't have a problem sacrificing the class completely. I mean. Yeah, We hire a good coach that's a good talent evaluator. I mean, Mullen has kind of painted the picture on how to use the transfer portal. You've seen guys use that to be effective. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are other ways to build a roster. A competent coach can get 11 guys on the field, so, like, he'll be better. So, I don't know. I I don't think that the recruiting – I don't think the recruiting aspect of it should play a factor at all. Like, I don't – like, it doesn't – again, sacrificing the class is not a big price to me. I say just let it go and – go with the next one because it's not like we have anybody coming or being like nobody good would come this weekend without a coach anyway
1: <laughs> you know? right. like
0: it'd be a bunch of three stars anyway so I mean, we can scoop together that at the late signing day because no there's nobody impressive that would would come um you know we'll probably have a bunch of decommitments once once the hire is made so Which it's is de- definitely
1: here. something to be expected, not a reflection of whoever ends up getting hired. That's just, you know, guys fit into mm. certain systems better than others if they're afraid
0: that and who knows somebody's
1: going to run a different system. Yeah, I mean, I don't who know. Who knows if the new and staff the,
0: would even offer them? You know, Correct. And would they still be a take at that point? I mean, some of them won't because yeah. our recruiting wasn't very um, good. I anyway. just
1: – I think we both agree that whoever, even if they are close to someone, definitely nothing is finalized because there is nothing to be gained by holding that information. If you know for sure who it is.
0: Yeah, I think you I think the only scenario where you delay something is where you delay it a couple of hours so that a coach can tell his players if that's a request that he has. Or
1: if he is somehow still coaching somewhere else, like he's coaching in championship weekend next weekend or something. And out of respect to him and maybe potentially at his own request. It's not announced.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, and I don't think any of them are like, I don't think anybody no. with serious consideration is, um, I
1: don't think you'd be getting super close with anybody that is playing in that weekend. If that's, if they, if, if they are targeting somebody that's further out, then the discussions aren't as far along as people have led us to believe.
0: Right. And, so yeah, and I just don't so, understand
1: who leaves a program if they're unless it's an assistant who leaves a championship caliber program to start over if they're already a head coach.
0: Right, and they as don't. soon as, like I said, as soon as it's done, it'll get announced. Like Feldman will tweet it; it'll come out. You know, Brad McMurphy or somebody will tweet it immediately. Sure. And, and we'll go with that. So, uh, th- yeah, there's no advantage to waiting, um again if you want to wait like an hour or two so somebody can tell their team that that's totally fine but i mean even when that happens like right now if and i agree that i don't think this hire happens but for example if if penn state was to call a players like a team meeting right now out of the blue You'd be middle concerned. Of nowhere yeah. i mean the news wouldn't, I mean, that news would leak, right? Like Penn State would, players, well, would, you, you know, know so when, we would, we would know that it meant to be Florida State, but there's 10 FBS openings right now. Somebody's about to get James Franklin. Like he's going so right. like, you don't have those meetings for anything. And same thing with Iowa State and the same thing with Notre Dame and any of these places we're, we're talking about. If a, if a players only or not players only, but like if a coaching a player, player meeting
1: an unexpected yeah, player meeting was, was just called, all especially of a sudden announced,
0: like that would, that would leak when, immediately
1: especially when most of these teams aren't practicing this week, or if they are, it's a lighter schedule because they've just finished their
0: uh, regular
1: season. When Ron Zuck was fired at Florida, I, so I knew Ron Zuck was going to be fired from the, the, they, the decision was made on the plane ride home from Mississippi state. And I knew, and I wasn't allowed to say anything to Eric um, because the team didn't know yet. And, um, It came across the ticker on Monday morning. I want to say it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. It came across ESPN's ticker that Ron Zook was fired, but the players hadn't been told yet. And then I would say probably, you know, within five, 10 minutes of seeing it on the ticker, their phones started like going off text messages saying, Hey, come to the stadium. We have a team meeting, um, which essentially, just as you're saying confirmed, that this had, had happened, but it, and it, it was a little different because it was middle of the season, which, you know, just presents some different scenarios than, I mean, so it would been more like when Willie Taggart was actually fired as opposed to the moment we're in now where they're going to hire, um, a coach or if the coach is leaving another program and they're telling them it's now technically, you know, going into the off season. But it, I mean, you know, you've, the leaks happen, something, it, we would be seeing it right now on the ESPN ticker if right. something was going they, down.
0: They, you know, yeah, it, it would want to be put out there ASAP for recruiting, for optics, just for all the infrastructure that has to happen. For everything. The other, the, the team that whoever, again, again, I'm not predicting this, but if it was Penn State, so that Penn State can move on, so that, the, mm-hmm. you know, it just, every, there's no advantage to waiting uh, for anything. You and know? no
1: longer that every day that passes, if the coach doesn't end up being someone that is still coaching, it's not great optics for Florida state.
0: Yeah. So what are you saying? Like if it was, if it, was, saying, if it was Stoops or Odell is basically what you're saying. Like if, if it was one of those two, the fact that it wasn't I'm, already done, like if it, if it
1: well, I'm, I'm saying they may not know, who it is. If like if we go through this entire day and nothing is announced. Best case scenario, they have their guy but they haven't come to a contract agreement. Worst case scenario, they don't have their guy. And every day that passes without an announcement makes it look more and more evident like they're getting turned down. By 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 whoever it is that they're contacting unless
0: yeah, like I said so, they're going mean, to announce
1: um, an um, Urban Meyer or you know I mean they, uh,
0: yeah, unless they make a good hire, right? Cuz then you you'll never right. know. Um, right. You know, if they were to hire a Matt Campbell or pull a James Franklin or something like that, I mean, I think you can pretty safely assume that like a Mac, a, like a Matt Campbell, you know, they or, may yeah. have they may have reached out to uh, Urban Meyer, Bob Stoops, James Franklin and gotten told no three times. But like were those realistic options and then right. Matt Campbell's probably their next option. If it gets And that to, situation like, is different because you, you got to ask all the pretty girls to the prom because maybe <laughs> one says yes. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I think. If I, they don't
1: know Downs Odell until Saturday morning. Oh, that means terrible. 18 it's people so said no. Bad. Yeah. And they decided that they weren't going to go with an option worse than him.
0: Right. I you know. Yeah, I think that, In my prediction is this, I think we'll know something, and I've said this a couple of times, I think we'll know something tomorrow or Wednesday. I will say, two weeks prediction. ago, you
1: told me we were going to know before we recorded
0: again. <laughs> so No. <laughs> you did. Listen back two weeks ago, you said, by the time we record again, I think we'll know who no, it is. No, no, I said, no, no, I remember now. I said I didn't think we would because we were recording like three days later. I think uh, I say, like, I'm gonna listen. I'm, I'm gonna go back
1: and listen to these I, things. This is how I argue with my husband too. Y'all yeah, don't do. You got me on tape, That's Bumfrey. not fair. I know. I
0: know you're not recording him, so don't give me That's the. That's true. Image. Um, I do think we will. I mean, even if it's just a, I mean, I a hundred percent think we'll know something by the next time we record. Um, yeah. And if if we don't, like, it's a absolute catastrophe. My my date has always been, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday after. After Florida is kind of what I've thought, and so we'll see. Well, uh,
1: Sundays passed, and we're halfway through.
0: We're well, not really halfway, but
1: we're coming up on noon and uh, on Monday. So you got to assume nothing gets announced past seven o'clock today, right?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean. Probably not. I mean, no, I mean, not nothing. Nothing would could be get announced, but in the get Yeah, yeah. Like if Bruce Feldman finds out about it at eleven p.m., I mean, he's gonna tweet it. Oh, then.
1: Okay, he's tweeting it for so, sure. But in terms of a press conference happening, an official announcement that's happening during business hours.
0: Yeah, like a press conference would happen at like noon or two on Tuesday or Wednesday if it happened, you know, tonight. So, But
1: the university generally makes an announcement and then schedules the press conference for the next day or later in that day, depending on what time it happens. Like they'll say, University of Florida is hiring Dan Mullen. His his introductory press conference is at 2 p.m. this afternoon or at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning or whatever. So it's a two-step process or three-step if you're going to include the leaking that happens first.
0: Yeah, which I think... I think something gets leaked, you know, by Wednesday, Tuesday. I, I, I still kind of feel like it's tomorrow, but, you know, Wednesday. And if it doesn't, we just hire Odell, you know, and, and then it'll happen like Thursday, Friday. So, um, all right. From one crap show to another. How about Miami? Did you watch the Miami game at all this weekend? Let me make myself feel better. I did not.
1: Um, I did not watch the Miami game at all, but I did laugh when I saw that they lost to Duke. Um, this I really think this is going to be an awesome off season because we are not going to have to hear from Miami fans
0: at all. I mean, you say that, but they, you know that's not the case. <laughs> like, you know, like you're just kidding yourself if you really think that they – uh, are gonna stay quiet and not not kind of keep things going there. So, um, but yeah, great, great to see Duke get that win. Um, I, we do weekly picks on the big three roll up. I picked Duke. Did um, you? Yeah, I, everybody did, but besides Kev, I mean, so we, we all kind of thought Duke would win. Maybe we picked him against a spread, but I mean, Duke plus nine was the easiest spread in the world. Um, I mean Miami's just garbage. I mean they beat us, so maybe they're a little less garbage. But you know we didn't have a coach for that game, and so you know I think if we played again now, it, it would it would turn out a little bit better. Um, there's a rumor. Speaking of Miami, there's a rumor, or a, I guess more of a projection, that Miami and UCF could could go up against each other in the um, in the Gasparilla Bowl here in Tampa. A uh, couple of questions there. Oh,
1: we heard I have the two most obnoxious fan bases yeah. at the moment in our own city.
0: So a couple of questions there. One, who would you cheer for? And two, if it happens, can we go?
1: Um, sure, we can go. Um, I would wear black and cheer for no one.
0: Um, I mean, that's UCF's think- color.
1: Well, I guess that's true. All right, so I would wear orange and blue and cheer for no one. Um, I would wear orange and blue in a shirt that says something like "Yay, little brothers," or I don't know. Um, I think UCF would win that game.
0: Yeah, i I think they would too. And I would. I think I would. I mean, I'm not going to be like openly cheering like rah rah guy, but I, I think I would pull for UCF there. I just think Here's I think the jokes only- the jokes are better. If UCF beats Miami, they I mean-
1: are, and I would be totally on board for cheering for UCF, for except for one caveat. I know how UCF fans' brains work; they're real big in this transitive property in college football, and all we'd have to hear all off is either a they beat Miami by by more points than Florida beat Miami, so therefore they would beat Florida. Or even if they lose, we played Miami really closely. Florida barely got past them. It would be a crapshoot between UCF and Florida. Neither statement is true at all. But we'd have to hear it on repeat for nine months. No thanks. Mm,
0: yeah, see, I don't have that problem as much, so it doesn't. It doesn't bother right, it me doesn't if they think you, that they could. I mean, because they, they could beat FSU, so I'm not even worried about that. So. Um,
1: But they would not beat Florida. And and I have zero issues with them saying like, hey, we beat Miami. We'd beat Florida State. We're the second best team in the state at the moment. I think that's a true statement. I don't have any issue with that being said. My issue is the we run this state crap that for sure would follow.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know. If I thought they could be rational,
1: I could cheer for them.
0: Yeah, I've learned to tune out the delusion of Miami. And so I've kind of been able to do it with. Um, UCF as well. Like it just doesn't impact me or bother me as much. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can understand that. But yeah, if it happens, uh, it would absolutely be all over. You know, wanting to see UCF win that. Um, I. But that said, if, if we didn't, or I'm sorry, if we didn't, if UCF didn't and Miami ended up winning, I mean, I feel like that's a win, too. You know, like it would yeah. smack UCF. So, like, I feel like that's just one of those games where you're a winner either way. Um, right. Florida State getting projected to different mid-tier bowls. I'm really hoping Florida State gets that Gasparilla Bowl. I don't want it against UCF, but I'd really like if the Knowles got kind of relegated down to that. Um, I don't think they will. Uh, The Gasparilla Bowl is just a tier below kind of the, I mean, these are terrible, but the Independence Bowl, the Music City Bowl, the Sun Bowl, um, you know, the Gasparilla Bowl is kind of a bowl that if the ACC has too many teams that, you know, finish 6-6, and finish bowl eligible, you know, it's kind of like the the Gasparilla Bowl is the others receiving votes of the bowls, like they can take an ACC team. So I don't think Florida State falls that low. I don't think there's enough teams with with records that qualify for bowls ahead of them. But I mean, I'd love that to not have to go anywhere. Um, my second pick would be Jacksonville. I've seen a couple of I've seen one or two projections to the Gator Bowl, which is kind of at the top of the tier of that um, Music City Independence Sun Bowl Military Bowl. Um, one more Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, it's kind of at the top of the tier of that, so I it's think it's close they, and it's
1: a nice stadium like that. Yeah, I mean,
0: they'd have to they'd have to pass up some teams that had like seven and five records, eight and four records, which they could certainly do, but I just don't know that they will. Obviously, Florida State brings the best crowd. You know, like taking a eight and four Wake Forest is not going to do any better for their you know, sales than, than Florida state would, but I mean, we'll just you would think
1: Florida state would do better, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I just don't know. I don't know what the stipulations are there. Like, can they pass up an eight and four team and take a six and six team just because it's,
1: yeah, I don't you know.
0: know, you know, because they will do better with attendance and sales and things like that. I mean, that game also happens on January 2nd. So it feels like a little bit better of a bowl, right? Then, I mean, you know, it's the same tier, but it feels like a little bit better of a bowl than having to play like the day after Christmas or, or anything like that. So Jacksonville would be really cool. um, But uh, you know, it's probably going to be in like the music city or the independence bowl or something like that. So um, Florida Looking like an absolute lock to go to a New Year Six bowl, I did see CBS Sports didn't didn't have them in either the Cotton Bowl or the Orange Bowl, which I thought was weird. I don't I don't really know how that would kind of work out and justify itself. I would think that Alabama would need to finish ahead of them, but even then, I think that Florida really should should get into a New Year Six because they'll still be top ten. That they should get an at large. Um, but it looks like Florida's a lock for. For either the cotton or the orange, you know they're they're both right. large. Uh, you know I'm sure Florida fans would prefer the orange, right? If they're trying to travel sure. to it, but um, you know would, would be happy with the Cotton Bowl. Looks like the opponents there would be either Memphis or Virginia. Virginia in the Orange Bowl, Memphis in the Cotton. Um, I think Florida should want to go up against Virginia there. Uh, I think Memphis is better. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think they're as good as Florida. I don't think Florida would really have anything to worry about. But, I mean, I think they would absolutely blow Virginia out. And Memphis could could be a game, like we've talked about a million times, where Memphis gets up like crazy for it. And, you know, does Florida match that level? I actually think they would. But I, do, you know, I know they would blow Virginia out. Uh, it, Memphis, to me, is kind of a, a game that – has more potential to get weird, right? Virginia just doesn't at all. Um, right. Virginia is truly, you know, you are here because there's a conference affiliation. There is no, right. you know, there's no real reason you're in this bowl. Two weeks ago, we were, com- you know, commenting that Miami might get this automatic qualifier. Um, and you see how bad that turned out. So again, I think they'd blow out either team, but I, I think that, I think Memphis could potentially, I know y'all go there and blow Memphis out and a bunch of people revisit this, but I'm just saying that Virginia would be the easier matchup that you would have nothing to worry about.
1: Right. I mean, honestly, I still think there's an outside chance Florida ends up with the sugar. If LSU beats Georgia really soundly at that point, the sugar does have the option of taking who they take the highest ranked sec team. That's not in the playoffs. And, um, I think there's a possibility that that what, could be Florida. What,
0: what percentage are you putting on that?
1: um I, I mean not not a lot. I would say fifteen, twenty percent. Chance. I, I. I mean, I'm not saying it's a. I was going to go like. It's five. a lock by any means. You're going to go, go, like go like five. That. Yeah. Well, there is precedent for it. It has. It has happened that during the playoff era, that the SEC team, an SEC team that did not go to the SEC championship game, gets the higher bowl than the loser of the SEC championship
0: game. I it think has when happened. that's happened, I, I mean, I think it happened to you guys twice, right, or at least once. Um,
1: it, it happened to Florida two times.
0: I think the. I mean, they got
1: spanked by the, Alabama both yeah. times in the SEC championship game. So that's what and I'm I, saying. If I think
0: they also Georgia- had like this would be Georgia's second loss, and I think Florida never entered that game with less than three losses. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, so I think that's a little different too. It was Florida's fourth loss compared to it'd be Georgia's second. The head to head would be there, uh, right? I think it's a saying, really low. I'm just saying, there's a chance. So. LSU wins by 20 does I, I think I think Georgia still goes if LSU wins by 20 um I mean, I mean they beat Florida by 14 so you're saying right. I, I don't think a six point difference with Georgia having the head-to-head and one less well I know the same number of losses would I think the head-to-head would be what carries them through I think they need to lose by more than 30
1: which I doubt happens um I doubt they lose by more than thirty. But I don't know. It's just an interesting uh it's just an interesting point of contact, you know, to, to pay attention to. But um I'm glad Florida was higher than Alabama in the AP and the coaches poll because that was important for Florida getting a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, When Alabama lost, there definitely were some people that were like, well, crap, now Florida's for sure not getting one, Um, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you look at it objectively because Florida has played a tougher schedule, a much tougher schedule, and the only common opponent where there's a different outcome is Florida beating Auburn and Alabama losing two. Auburn um I think that Florida's loss to Georgia is a is a better loss um eh, I guess I don't know LSU a great team as well but I, I don't know I just personally think uh that Florida's resume is a lot stronger than Alabama and if the committee is taking into account injured players which they have told us that they do to uh not being available is a factor too
0: yeah, I agree. So, it's very tough. It's, and this is, why, this is why I was such a big fan of the BCS, because they were stat metric numbers. Mm-hmm. That
1: I would be totally fine with the playoff system as it currently is, except teams get placed based on the BCS system.
0: Yeah, so... Um, What we the second episode we recorded, we talked about you know what is more important the eye test or the resume, Mm -hmm. and I would agree that Florida has a better resume than Alabama. I don't know that on a neutral field right now that I would pick Florida to beat Alabama head to head. I I I just don't I don't think I would. Um, Yeah, even with Tua out. You know, and I know the Florida fans say, like, oh, we lost our starting quarterback, too. I mean, the gap between Tua and Jones is is much wider. It has more to do with Tua than, you know, Franks to Trask was.
1: And that's a true statement. If
0: Franks doesn't get hurt, Florida has one more loss. Like, they're not beating Kentucky. And I, and I hate that – I mean, Florida needed a spark there. They got it. I mean, you, you never want your team to get a, 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 a spark, spark by right? an injury. right? You know, like, that's not um, – so I think the gap is wider. I think that Florida Florida as weird as it sounds, Florida benefited from their injury and Alabama did.
1: Yeah, but that's not something that could be predicted or could whatever. I think it's a credit to Dan Mullen. It's a credit to Kyle Trask. If you if you get told you're gonna lose your starting quarterback, who put up great numbers last year, even though he was he's a polarizing quarterback for Florida. But he's the best quarterback Florida had had in, you know, several years, which is, I guess, saying something I don't really know. Um, But if, if we told you you're going to lose your starting quarterback who started the entire year last year, put up better numbers than you've seen offensively in a long time, and his backup is going to be a guy that never even started a high school football game, you would be nervous. The oh, success sure. that Florida has had is a huge credit to Dan Mullen. It's a huge credit to Brian Johnson. It's a huge credit to Kyle Trask. But I don't think that gets to just because they're all good at their jobs doesn't mean it should negate the fact that Florida is winning ball games with a guy that didn't start in high school.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and I don't mean to discredit them at all. Um,
1: there's a bigger gap between Tua and Mac because there's going to be a bigger gap between Tua and pretty much anybody. Um, but Alabama, Alabama beats Auburn if Tua is healthy.
0: Absolutely, um, and I, I, th- I think
1: Alabama's a different team. They're a less disciplined team, and I, which cost them that game.
0: And so, to bring it all back around, like how it's why it becomes so difficult to, it's why it becomes so difficult to rank these teams and judge these teams because I do agree that, I mean, I think we're both in agreement here. I mean, you you may disagree, but. Uh, I think you just kind of said you did like, I think I'd take Alabama head to head right now. Uh, but I mean, I think Florida has a better resume. So which one of those should mean more?
1: I So Eric and I had this conversation. Um, Eric and I had this conversation this weekend and uh. It wasn't exactly about it wasn't about Florida and Alabama, but it was about the playoffs in general. But I think it's kind of applicable here. So we were talking and it it was in regards to Clemson, basically. But um, we're saying you should use the eye test to determine the four teams that get to the playoff because you want the four best teams, not the four most deserving teams. But once you determine who those four teams are, at that point, you should go to resume for how you rank them. Um, and I kind of, I, I think that that's, I don't know, it's that's somewhat in play here too. I, I am hesitant to ever pick against Nick Saban. We've had this conversation a lot. So I am hesitant to say that I think Florida would beat Alabama head-to-head on a neutral field at this moment. I think that it's a hell of a lot closer this week than it would have been three weeks ago. I think it would be a great game. I don't think – I think it would be a closer game than Florida LSU was. Um, so – I think, but when you're that close, at some point, scheduling tough, playing harder opponents has to come in somewhere. Otherwise, what the hell is the point? Why is Florida playing Florida State every single year? Why are they scheduling games I know with that Miami? Florida State's
0: a good good feather in the cap on uh, on this on this. But argument. all of Alabama's <laughs> out of
1: conference games this year were were um, F, uh, FCS, weren't they? Um. At least three so of they, the four. Were.
0: I mean, they played Duke, which again okay, we, we so talked about this four. yesterday. I mean, Duke
1: ends up being a better win. Than Duke Florida was a better State or win or than Miami.
0: Miami or Florida State was. So. Um you know it's also like it's so telling too because it's when you play teams right like the Miami win looked good at the end of the or beginning of the year you know that's not an impressive win at all the Florida State win looked good that's not an impressive win at all Um, but it's
1: more impressive than being an FCS school, regardless
0: oh absolutely I mean I mean and and beating you know beating Duke is not impressive but And they weren't as good, you know, at the beginning of the year either. But then, you know, Duke turns around and beats
1: Miami and Florida State were better when Florida scheduled them than Duke was when Alabama scheduled them.
0: Uh, I mean, probably. I mean, Duke and Miami were probably very close. I mean, I would assume that happened around 2012 and 13 and, and Duke went to the ACC title game. Um, against Florida State in 13. Yeah, but generally at
1: least one team in that conference championship game is literally just the sacrificial lamb who backed into it.
0: So (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, you know, Florida has the common opponent with Auburn. Um, You know, it's half and half on this, but did Auburn... Is Auburn a better team? You know, was Auburn a better team against Bama than they were against Florida? Yes. How much does that have to do with Florida? Probably fifty percent. How much does that have to do with you know Auburn growing and Nick's having experience? Probably the other fifty percent. So like it's it's tough, right? Like I think you can, I think you can go kind of all around. I, I do think Florida does have the better resume. Um, I don't think there's question about that. Yeah, it's just and what I, you determine to get them. I and I think that. Team. You know, not that everything should just be based on a Vegas spread. I think on a neutral field, Alabama's a four-and-a-half to five-point favorite in that game. You yeah, know? And if, if they're at home, it's probably a little over a touchdown. It's probably like seven or eight points. And if it's in in Gainesville, they're probably like a two-ish point favorite there. So yeah. um, not that everything should just be based on the Vegas lines,
1: Um, as we always say, they
0: they get it right a lot. So, you know, I think I would, I don't know. I I don't know. I just don't know what mix of the resume and eye test, a subject, uh, uh, an eye test that's not concrete anyway, even resumes to an extent aren't concrete because like we just said, a, a win against Auburn in October isn't the same as a loss to Auburn in November. Like, it just, everything right. changes so much. That is why I like the BCS. I, I don't know what the BCS, you know, uh, rankings would be right now. They, they very well may have Florida ahead. I, I'm not sure. Um, but what I liked about the BCS is that it did take into account the eye test, which, which is the polls. Um, mm-hmm. And so you got both aspects well, of it. So, so that's you know. Florida,
1: would, Florida would be ahead in the BCS in any of the computer models that are based on resume, right? And because the BCS formula takes into account the I test, which is the AP and the coaches poll, or actually I think it was only one of the two that they it's took into account. But either way, regardless, both of those have Florida over Alabama this week. So you would have to guess that the BCS would put Florida in and Alabama out based on the fact that we already know resume is better. But if I test is coming from the polls, the polls have Florida ahead. So if we were using BCS formula, which I'm going to, when we finish, I'm going to look and see if I can find the BCS. Like, I think they still keep that poll and you could see like what it would be or whatever. Um, I think that that would put Florida in and Alabama
0: out based on the, uh, based on that. I, I think so, too. I think that, and if that's I the mean, that case, doesn't mean that that would be
1: the outcome. And I think either team doesn't have a real strong argument about deserving anything, truly, when they both have two losses. It's definitely a crapshoot. But I think, even based on eye test, it would have Florida in. Yeah, and which
0: makes which makes the CBS Sports article really weird. Like, I think Florida would be in, be in either way. I think the argument... More so is, do they also put Alabama in? What was the rationale for for leaving Florida out? You know, right. the SEC has gotten four teams in the New Year six before. That's not an uncommon thing. Right. Um. So yeah. So all that to say, you know, I test is tough. Resume is tough, and we still don't have a great answer for that. And we've been talking about it for two months now. Um, maybe what they should do is just. Have a have a bowl game with two at larges with Bama and Florida. Like, let's go with that. Maybe that. Can okay, I'm
1: good with that. I mean, I think <laughs> that would sell more tickets than. Uh, I think it
0: would be most of
1: these. It would be a highly rated uh, TV adventure. I I'm in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be. I fun. don't
1: really like to play Saban, even though that I don't know that Alabama is who they were two or three years ago. I still don't two want Bama, but um, two, excuse me, two or three years ago.
0: Um. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I think that would be I mean, in a meaningless game, who cares? Let's go. Right. you know, right. Um, that you know would, so. I mean
1: that would be huge for Florida in terms of recruiting if they could uh, somehow get it done. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. I think that could be uh that could be good for them. I don't think it hurts them if they lose to Alabama because I think that most people assume for Alabama is better than Florida anyway, but I think it could give them a boost.
0: Yeah, as long as it's not some crazy huge blow. Massive, waxing. Um, yeah. So did you watch that game, talking about Alabama? I mean, I'm sure that's oh, why I did. you didn't watch oh my God. Miami. Uh, Listen,
1: I watched Alabama-Auburn. I looked at Eric, when, uh, and there was like about 14 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and I was like, oh my God, there's an entire quarter to go. I'm going to have a heart attack. And then my dad called me and was like, The end of the game, he was like, if I were a fan of Alabama or Auburn, I would have just died of a heart attack. And that is like, that was the most stressful game to watch as someone that has nothing invested in either team that I can remember in a really long time.
0: Yeah. So I went in, I want to, I can't remember if I went in and the game was still going or not. I did. Well, the game only ended like two or three minutes before Florida kicked off. Okay. Well then I was definitely in, um, so, I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or got a text about it. game's a little hazy. Um, hmm. But I did see the pick six. I think when I saw that, I mean, that was obviously the the turning point. Because if they score again there, yeah, I think they do enough to hold okay. them off. But that pick six was just, uh, you know, it, it was just shades of the kick six, right? Like, it was just well, like he's running down enough. the same side like – this is insane right now with this turnaround. So,
1: Interesting enough, there was a late field goal uh, uh, Auburn was attempting late in the game. I want to say it was 52 or 53 yards, and Eric looked at me and was like, they seriously didn't put someone back there in case this is returned. We were saying, like, with such a long field goal, with it this late in the game, with the kick six having happened just – you know, six years prior to how the hell did they not put someone back there? And it didn't end up hurting them, but it was interesting, you know, to see. And and then it was also interesting to watch Saban lose his ever-loving mind on the sidelines over uh, Auburn putting their punter out at wide receiver and and whatever. And I, I I don't know, I guess, I don't know if you watched this, the end of the game where Saban is basically saying that it, uh, Auburn cheated. He didn't call it cheating, but he said it was very unfair And it made uh, them discombobulated. But it was completely within the rules. So it's not unfair. But it's just interesting because I don't take Saban as a whiner in
0: general. But it was a pretty, like... It was pretty whiny. It was pretty whiny. I mean, trying to, I guess, give him some slack. I I think he really was just caught up in the emotion and would not have used that. Yeah, there's times that you get... You know, heated or hot about something, and you say things you regret. Whether it's yeah. your spouse well, or it's your not boss fair. or whatever,
1: should be I, something that he yeah.
0: regrets. Like I'm sure that he's thought back and been like, "Man, I should have really used a different." statement there he should have and said, you really taught, caught us completely off guard sure yeah like but at that point I mean you know how people work I mean we talked about this before we got on the air pride and everything else with these coaches like nobody sure. wants to actually take responsibility
1: You're I just feel like Saban in, in general moment. takes responsibility
0: normally and so I was
1: it was surprising to me to listen to him whine essentially um when Gene Chizik that was a that was an outcoached moment right there like he he completely caught Saban off guard and capitalized on it and kudos to him because I don't think many people get the best of Nick Saban you know ever did you say Chizik? oh god on. worse yeah, than did me
0: worse than me given uh Chase Daniels the Heisman last year
1: um
0: <laughs> speaking of that game what a segue that game wasn't close at all it looked like it could be fun in the first quarter did you watch the game this weekend which game uh, Ohio State, Michigan.
1: Oh, Ohio State, Michigan. Oh my God. Yeah. I watched it and I actually did think that it was going to get close at, there at the very beginning. And it's interesting because I felt like Michigan kept answering, but they'd answer every like second or third Ohio State score. So it would get just close enough for a minute that it'd be like, oh, maybe they're going to make it a ball game. And it'd be like, psych, here comes Ohio State again. Um, <laughs> but it just, you know, if there was ever a year that Michigan was going to try and take advantage, you would got to think it'd be the transition year from Meyer today and it just hasn't happened. So I can't, so when does it ever happen? It doesn't.
0: Yeah. Not under Harbaugh. You know, it probably never happens, you know, but it's certainly not under Harbaugh.
1: And at what point does Michigan start saying, like, I mean, I get it. They have 10 wins. They're, uh, you know, a decent team. But at what point do you say, like, Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State? And that's basically the number one job of whoever we hire here.
0: I don't know. I, I just, I...
1: Not, keeping him says you're okay with 10 and two seasons every year and never anything more. And, and also never beating Ohio State.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think they're – I mean, I don't want to say they're content, but, I mean, it'll be telling. I mean, he's not going anywhere this year, you know. And right. so, I mean, but to not even be close. Like, when you can sell it on, you know, like, ah, we hung around with them. They're the best team in the country. Yeah. I mean, they're just- kind of in an unfortunate spot, right? Like, they're in a – you know, they are in the spot that – I mean, they're essentially in the spot that Florida. Both of our teams are in this. Yeah, they're they're in the spot that they're in the spot that Florida is trying to avoid, right? And if what happens if and we've already talked about, and it keeps coming back to this, but what happens if Mullen loses the next two to Smart? I mean, right. I know it's not as many years as uh, as Harbaugh, but, I mean, isn't it the same thing at that point? Florida just, hey, we'll beat Florida State, we'll win 10 games, we'll go to a good bowl. But if if they don't win, I mean, if they lose the next two to, to Georgia, which I'm not predicting. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I also but it's the, same, it's that- the same position.
1: I, I think it's more relatable between Florida and Florida State. I see the parallel because Georgia and Florida are in the same conference, um, but I think in terms of rivals, it's more of a Florida-Florida State thing, but yeah, I mean, it will be an unfavorable position for Florida to be in if Mullen drops four in a row to Georgia. It depends on what else he does, whether or not anything um, any moves are made based on that, and, and I would assume based on these last two years that <laughs> that they're not um, Dan Mullen stays right where he is. But I mean, Harbaugh is going on what? Seven years of this and they haven't won. Isn't that what it is?
0: Seven years. Um, I, don't, I don't remember when he got hired, but um,
1: we have this super cool thing called Google. So I am going to tell you in like two seconds, um, but I don't know. I don't, I, I see the parallel. I, I think the Harbaugh situation yeah, 20, at the moment.
0: 2015 is, is when he got hired. So, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So this will be five years. So, I mean, okay. yeah. And I'm not saying it's identical.
1: Yeah.
0: But, I mean, it's pretty close. You know, yes. you've got to you. be. Also, the Wolverines are 9-3, and
1: three, not 10-2, and two, if, if
0: anybody at home is keeping track. Um, yeah. And I think Florida probably wins one of the next two. I think they'll have a great yeah. shot next year. Um I don't know enough about George's recruiting to know who is replacing Fromm, but I you know I don't know who is replacing Fromm, but I know that took a step back there. A uh,
1: fantastic recruiter. I don't know. Fromm I feel like plays very mediocre against everybody but Florida.
0: Yeah. And uh, when so, he plays against
1: Florida, he's like an all-American, but
0: it'll be interesting to see you know how that um, shakes out. But yeah, I think they need to, they sure. need to win one of the next two, you know, yeah. nothing's going to happen if they don't. But I mean, it, it's going it, to, that's what happens. It puts you in a tough position, right? Well, if, that's if how you, every, how if, Georgia
1: fans felt about Mark Rick.
0: Yeah. If you, if say Florida does lose the next two and the gap continues to grow every year, you lose to them. The gap grows. Um, right. And so Florida wins 10 games the next two years, you know, um, but loses to Georgia both times. Still hasn't made the SEC championship. At that point, it is—it's the, the same position. You're—you're you're yeah. happy with winning ten games, but you know you're never going to do anything with it. And from where Florida was five, six years ago. Yeah. Winning 10 games is really good. Like four state fans, Miami fans would give anything to win 10. If you offered me right now, 10 and two, I'm sorry. If you offered me right now next year, nine and three, but you lose to Florida, Miami and Clemson, I would take it without blinking. I would not even think about it because the the reality is we're probably going to go six and six and still lose to those three teams. And so of course I would take 10 and two, but Like you said, the expectations keep getting raised because Mullen comes in his first year and wins 10 games. Comes in this year, probably wins 11 games, you know. So it's okay, if you were able to do that in year one, year two, we've got to take another step. We've got to continue to improve. And you've said it. Like, it's a lot harder to get from 10 to 11. But, I mean, fans don't care about that. They're not going right. to say, like, oh, well, three years ago we won four games, so we'll give you a pass here. No, I mean, you, they, you've They, you got to beat Georgia, you know. And, and that will be the same thing. When Florida State gets back in a couple of years or whenever it is, we'll, we'll do the same thing. We'll win nine, right. ten games and lose to Clemson and lose to Clemson and lose to Clemson. Just like they did with us from 2012 to 2014, 2015, and something—the only to change. way
1: that doesn't happen—and what Florida State should really be rooting for is Nick Saban to retire, because when that happens, Clemson needs a new head coach.
0: I wonder what they do there. I, I wonder, do they? I'm sure they promote internally, but Hannibal's whoever or, or, yeah. or Scott, but like whoever they promote, the other one's going to leave. I would think. Sure, you, know. you would think. So I think they'll lose two coaches at that point. So, yeah, yeah, I need that to happen. I wish the SEC would have given Saban a lifetime ban for going off the other day. Um, (laughs) Did you see the USC story that came out that they were firing um, Clay Helton by Sports Illustrated and then they had to, like, pull it back? Yes. They said that wasn't true? Um, Yes. Sports Illustrated has really you know
1: they used to be the gold standard it's crazy
0: now they don't even have the best uh they don't have any sources they don't have any more sources than you know terrible they're hanging Mm. on by a thread for their uh swimsuit issue and that's about it which I'm sure that'll get canceled too soon with this piece of culture Victoria's Secret well did you see yeah Victoria's
1: Secret got canceled so they won't even
0: have that soon (laughs)
1: Um, you know, interestingly enough with, uh, Steve Adazio got let go yesterday from Boston college. Charlie strong got let go yesterday at USF. And I've seen a lot of people tweet like, huh, maybe herb going to get the band back together and head to Southern California. Um, I don't think that happens by the way. I think, and I think there's a way better chance of him bringing Steve Adazio with him than him getting to bring Charlie strong with him. I think, um, urban was smart to keep Charlie strong in the place that he was at Florida, but he's not a. Charlie, or he's not an Urban Meyer disciple like C is, is. Uh, but I did think that was interesting. And you got to feel for Helton though, who has spent the entire season hearing about who's going to replace him, even though they haven't had that bad of a year.
0: I mean, them not replacing him, I think, means that Urban said no. Because I don't care if they'd have gone ten and two this year. If if Urban would have said yes, like they would have cut him. Sure. So. Am, am I crazy for thinking that like, what, no, like 75? I, I mean, it's not like they've been lighting the world on fire.
1: No, but it's not like they've been God awful either. I, you have to think if he was getting canned, he would have already gotten canned as well, that he would have gotten fired
0: Saturday Yesterday. night yeah, or so, Sunday, Sunday like or whatever.
1: So the fact that we're, you know, midway through Monday and he hasn't makes me think he's, He's not going to because same same issue that every team is facing right now. You're you're on the clock. So if you're replacing, you better do it soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, like and I you said, better I, make
1: sure the person you're replacing with is better than the person you're letting go. And when you are seven and five or eight and four or whatever it is that they are, you're not. That's not a position where you won four games. And so it's obvious what you need to do. Right. But.
0: Uh, and then some of the sources came out and even said like the USC administration was pretty upset by that. Like they had no plans to do that. They were happy with him, and that's not your typical like kiss of death. Like oh no, this is our guy until he's not type thing. You know, like I, right. I thought that right. they they truly you know kind of meant that, and, and he's safe and, and not going anywhere. Again, I think that's probably because um, Meyer hasn't accepted anything because I think the second right. that he does, he. They're, he's out of there. Um yeah. or Franklin. I think Franklin's another one that if if they could pull him, they they'd say see ya. Um we talked a little bit about Florida and Alabama, but so I think the top 3 are pretty locked up. I would be absolutely mm-hmm. shocked. Actually, no, I don't I don't think it matters. I think Ohio State and LSU could could both lose this weekend. I think so and, too. And get in. I don't think the yep. same exists for for Clemson, but I, I think they're the because ones that are the least likely to lose. Correct. Um I think that would just be just some Yeah, massive I don't think 22 Virginia is you know. That's going
1: to be the most
0: lopsided score that we see this weekend. It's going
1: to be the Clemson Virginia I think,
0: game. I think so. Although I think Florida fans would stop begging for the Orange Bowl if uh, if Virginia was gonna, I think they'd say like, send us out to Texas, baby. Because I oh, I don't know for that they sure, see Clemson in that. I um, personally
1: would like that, but I could see as a whole where there would not be the fan favorite.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, Clemson loses so Clemson, one, especially to number twenty-two Virginia, who yeah. literally didn't, who backed into this game. Yeah. Clemson doesn't make the playoff. LSU loses this weekend. Ohio State loses this weekend.
0: They're still in. Yeah. Um. And, and, uh, and then Georgia's in as well, you know, if, yeah, if LSU, yeah. and that's your fourth team, right? Georgia gets yes. in with a win and, and LSU stays in. What will be right. interesting there is how they rank them if Georgia was to win. Um, Ohio State still won. Um, would they move LSU? Well, I think they'd move LSU down to four. I think they'd have Georgia three, Clemson two. Uh, that way they avoided the LSU-Georgia rematch three weeks later. Right. Right. And I, I'd i be pretty thrilled with those matchups. I think Clemson-Georgia would be great. I think LSU-Ohio State is what everybody wants anyway. So that would just happen a week early. Uh, but sure. I think both games would be really, really good. Uh, I do think Clemson would end up taking on the winner of that other game. But uh, I think that'd be a ton of fun. Um, I don't think it's what happens, though. Who who do you think gets the uh, the fourth seed?
1: Um. <sighs> you know, it really depends. I think it depends on what happens in the Florida or excuse me, the LSU Georgia game. I think it also, you know, and obviously the big 12 plays a factor. I think that I'm going to go ahead and say Ohio state's winning. There is, that's not a question in my mind. I think that they've already taken care of business against Wisconsin once this year. Um, Although it is harder to beat a team twice in one season. Um, And I think Clemson takes care of business. So. I would be shocked if LSU lost, so I'm just going to say LSU beats Georgia, and I think it's handily enough that there is zero argument about Georgia getting in as well. So then, at that point, you you got to go Utah, Oklahoma, right? It's got to be one of those two teams potentially.
0: Uh, if I think if Baylor wins, they should get in, assuming that Oregon beats Utah. You know? Yeah. I I think I think well, no, I take that back. If Baylor beats Oklahoma by like. a a decent margin beats him by like 10, 14, 20 points and Utah. I mean, that's a more impressive win to me. I think Baylor, it is a more, you know? Yeah. So I think Baylor should be in like, I think, I think when the rankings come out tomorrow night, they should be, um, you know, your top three, the way they are Georgia for, and then I think they should stack the next three teams. I think you go Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor, then I've got Florida, Alabama, Wisconsin. However you want to rank those last ones, I don't. It it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't America really doesn't matter, no. But I would stack Baylor there, and then you know whoever looks the best. I don't. I don't care about at that point. I don't care about the resumes because you've already said that Utah's resume is good enough for them to be five. You've already said that Oklahoma's resume is good enough for them to be six. Same thing about Baylor being seven or eight. And then I think you just the more impressive um Pac-12 or Big 12 champion gets in. That, in. that's how I think yeah. he decided. Uh, Oklahoma yeah. beats Baylor by 30, they're in. Baylor beats Oklahoma by 30, they're in. Utah beats Oregon by 25, they're in. You know, yeah. so I think that's you know, in Oregon somehow upsets and wins that game than just the winner of Oklahoma and Baylor. I
1: just, I think we're in a situation that we get in every single season and, and we always think we're not going to get into this situation that this year's the year that's going to be different. And it all kind of sorts itself out. I don't know that there's anybody that has a really strong argument for being the fourth team over anybody else. And I don't know that it really matters because they're not going They're They're going to be a step below the other three teams in my opinion. And that's why the number four works. It's why we don't need to expand past it because we, every year in October, we say, Oh my gosh, we're going to have five undefeated teams. And every year, by the time we get to either the BCS or now the playoff, we do not have that many unranked teams. Sometimes we have no unranked or uh, undefeated teams. Sometimes we have no undefeated teams, but no matter what, no matter who gets that fourth spot, I don't think there's anybody that can really complain about not getting in.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Which means the
1: system, which means the system works. And for as much as we want to bitch about it or, you know, say that it was better the other way, which I do think the BCS polling system was more accurate or fair. um, But the system works because there's nobody that's going to be left out with an argument.
0: I Yeah. I thought two was fine. I wasn't a fan of four anyway. Um, I'm certainly not a fan of eight. I'm not a fan of six and then anything higher than that. I'm not a fan of if they do expand it, six would be the the number that I would prefer just because I think less is better. Um, we had you playoff know,
1: games that happened this past weekend. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and We've
1: got more coming up this weekend.
0: Yeah, you play your way in. And what makes college football so great and what has always made college football so great is the importance of the regular season. In every other sport, the season just does not matter like it does in college football. The NFL right. doesn't matter the regular season. The MLB, I mean, you could lose so many. College, college, college basketball. basketball. It's
1: the, the playoffs yeah, are fun. All, the tournament's fun, but nobody watches the regular season because it doesn't matter. It
0: doesn't matter. The NBA, the NHL, none of these matter. And that's what makes college football special. But if right. you know that you can lose, I mean, a team like Florida getting in with two losses. I mean, you know, Florida beat every team on the schedule they were supposed to beat. And then lost to the ones they weren't supposed to be like a, that. A team like Florida does not deserve to compete for a title. A team like Baylor, Oklahoma, that's going to have two losses. I mean, it's going to suck for Baylor if both of theirs are two Oklahoma. They don't deserve to be in. You know, I, well, I don't even think I, don't, I It doesn't I mean even that they're that, not... uh, I, I'll say this and I'll let you go. Sorry. I don't even think there's a fourth team that deserves to be in this year unless Georgia beats LSU because there's only really three playoff caliber teams. We're just giving a fourth team a spot at this point.
1: We're giving a fourth team a spot. That doesn't mean that there's not a fourth team that could maybe get up for that game and cause some damage. And if that team wins out, then I would still be cool crowning them a champion. But, and that's like when LSU, um, in 2007, they, they backed into the national championship game and then won. I'm okay with that. And they, they are the champion, but there is nobody with a legitimate argument that they got left out. That doesn't mean if they end up in and they do well, that they didn't deserve to be there, but there's nobody with a legitimate argument that they got left out.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. Um, And so I'm fine. I I don't like four, and I certainly – I mean, I do think they'll eventually expand it. I think that the NCAA is an incompetent organization, um, and I think they will expand it. So I don't
1: depend on if they think that it can, that it generates more money
0: or or not, or,
1: and that's truly what it's going to come down to. It doesn't actually have anything to do with what's the most fair, what's the best for the sport, anything about that. It has to do with money and where they can make the most of it. And that's sad, but that's the truth. So, and that's why we went from the BCS system to the playoff system to begin with. Have, do we have any more legitimate champions since we started the playoff than we had prior to? I don't think so.
0: What do you, what do you mean by that? Any more legitimate champions? I,
1: I, I mean, the argument for making for the playoffs was it's going to be a more fair system. We're going to be more certain of the champions that we crown. I would not say that that's happened.
0: Yeah. The only thing that I think people would potentially point to is the fact that Ohio state wouldn't have made it the year they want it every other year. I, I think it's pretty much gotten it right, but I, I also don't think you the can Yeah,
1: fans would point to them
0: <laughs> not making it, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's very much, Yeah, the BCS got it right a lot more than they got it wrong. The polls got it right before, like the AP poll, just crowning a champion, got it right a whole lot. Yeah. Um, you know, the, there wasn't really an issue with the BCS. It, it came down to the money. You know, it came down to, hey, we can make more money with the playoff. I'm sure it does. I mean, you know, there's three games instead of one now, so I get it, but you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it and I certainly don't, wouldn't want to expand it from here. So, um, but I'm sure they will, I'm sure they'll do it within the next few years and and it'll happen. So, or at least not not the next few years, but I'm sure it'll happen within the next decade or so. Um,
1: next time TV contracts are up for negotiation.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, Championship weekend we'll talk about this and then if you've got anything else I, I don't know if you, you know what all you've got but uh, championship weekend this weekend I, I do like that it starts on Friday uh, Utah Oregon on Friday night at eight o'clock because nobody would watch it if it was on Saturday uh, big 12 at noon SEC at 4 AAC at 3:30 I, I I know that it's going to be tough to turn off Georgia LSU to watch that, but there's always a billion points scored in that Memphis, Cincinnati. I I think that game will actually be pretty good. Virginia, Clemson. We watched that game last week. Why do I want to see Memphis Cincinnati again? Is that really what the game was last week? Yes. Yes.
1: We already watched this game one week ago, or well, not even one week ago, three days ago. It'll be one week ago.
0: I hope Cincinnati pulls the upset. Actually, I, I don't think it matters.
1: I mean, I watched this past week. I saw enough. I have no need to watch a second time around. I don't care who wins. It makes zero difference to me. Um, but, yeah, we're seeing that game again.
0: And the, and then I think the night games are blowouts. So it really all just comes yeah. down to the, the – I think the Big 12 game will be good. I think the SEC game will be good. And then college football is done. We'll we'll do yeah. the – Pac-10 I mean, Army, and all- Big
1: 12 are the two that have the most um, intrigue. From me because I think LSU takes care of business against Georgia. And obviously I'm going to watch the SEC championship game and I am an SEC fan. So I want to see it, but and you those like Joe are the, Burrow. the, Oh God,
0: watch jo- least jo- person on the planet. I'm, I'm getting people tagging me in tweets on, on Twitter that the field definitely is being painted right now. So, um, very That's interesting. Today, sure.
1: I hope for you that you are getting, uh, an announcement. I hope it's somebody that you think is, uh, you know, worthy of the job, run it by me. If you hear who it is, because I uh, will tell you if you're being realistic or not. Listen, Um, I told you Bob Stoops wasn't happening.
0: So if he does, I don't know. I need to think of something good for this, but uh, if he does, Kara's going to town this week. So if he does, I'm just going to drop Elena off with you on Saturday morning. I'll pick her back up on Tuesday. You can challenge, or you can have five kids to watch uh through the weekend that's the deal we can make
1: yeah all right well (laughs) we'll see how that goes
0: oh man do you have anything else before we get out of here
1: i do not i uh it was a fun weekend of football watched a lot of really good games i cannot believe the regular season is already over flew by we had some you know some big things that happened this football season so maybe that's why but i felt like it went pretty fast um but I'm excited for championship weekend and I'm excited for this to sort itself out and Gator fans if you are seven in the um, the playoff poll that comes out you will be going to a New Year's six ball so don't don't worry.
0: Yeah. I kind of like Florida to be eight just so that Baylor's up there too, but I don't, I don't think it matters. Eight's the same thing. As long as you're in the top 10, you're in. So
1: as long I see, I think it's as long as they're ahead of Alabama they're in. I think that's really, I don't know that where they rank matters so much as that they're ahead of Alabama because there's no reason for where Alabama and where Florida are this week to change going into next week since nobody plays a game. Mm -hmm. Um, so if they're ahead of them this week, you got to assume that's where they stay, which means yep. that they're
0: going to a near six. Yeah, but I think even if they're eight and nine, like in Alabama was ahead, um, I still think they go. I still think they get the at larges, right? Like they're you know yeah. they're going to get the at large. Depends on so- if
1: anybody has an issue with that many SEC teams going. I guess uh, I think last
0: year, last year didn't four go. Um, well, two were in the playoffs, and then. No, Georgia, LS- Georgia played in the Sugar Bowl last year, against or played against Texas uh, last
1: year. Oh, you're right. You're right. They played against Texas, and that's when so, what's his face said,
0: "We're back." Yeah, and then so went six and six. Alabama, Georgia, uh, Florida was in it. Where, where did LSU play? LSU played LSU UCF. Played so They were in it as UCF. well. So yeah, yeah I, I think there's like this. Um, there's this fear that that they won't put four SEC teams, but that's not even the first time they've they've put four SEC teams in. Um a lot of
1: us are it, still scarred from the BCS where they could only be two per conference no matter what yeah. and so
0: better teams got left in, out. In 2017 um Auburn, Georgia, Alabama Definitely not Florida. Yeah, so then there was just 3 in 17 in I'm trying to look real quick while we're at it. In 2016 Alabama, Ole Miss, oh, maybe it hasn't happened. I thought it happened a couple of times. Um, One, two, yeah, so really just last year. So, But I I still think it'll happen. Like, I, I don't see why that would not be the case. But I guess we'll see.
1: We shall see.
0: All right, cool. Well, that's all I've got for this weekend. We'll see all the things you can correct me on when we record next Sunday. Hopefully I have a coach by then.
1: I hope for your sanity you have a coach by then. But uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, tweet at TJ, and um, he'll tag me (laughs) if it's something that's worth commenting on. Yeah,
0: everything. So, all right, cool. We'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.